When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. to the show welcome back to the podcast whatever the hell you want to call this show i got going on welcome back to the college football is it week 11 yeah week 11 recap uh coach nathan west is back he's upgraded i'm gonna upgrade his pay to co-host and then the original co-host brad ghosted us but now he's back i don't know (laughs) thank you covid he had to uh He had to grow his mustache out. I think that's what he was doing last week was he had to prepare for the mustache yeah. game. Yeah, he did, huh? Oh, I'm, I think he listens, guys. We got to be careful. I think we got to. No, I'm just saying. I think about <laughs> years when I do it. It's not a bad It's legendary mustache. Hey, Brad, yeah. you know who listens? And if he listens to this, shout out to him. Coach Sandiford listens. He messages me sometimes. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Coach Jay Sandiford? He's, he asked me how to start his own podcast, so I had to tell him. So Oh, I listen to that. So if he listens, shout out to him, I guess. He messages me sometimes, and he goes, yeah, I listen. I'm like, oh, well. No shit. Yeah, you know what sucks is there's so many podcasts out there now that I like to listen to. Like, I don't have enough time mm-hmm. to listen to them. Yeah. I'm to the point I just constantly have one playing in the background. Like, I'm not really listening, but it's like white noise. And every once in a while I hear something, I'm like, oh, shit. That's good info. Well, my problem is when I interview these coaches, they have their own YouTube channel or podcast. So now I'm like, I have to go listen to that before I talk to them or even after. Yeah. I'm up to like 25. I'm like, oh, I got all this stuff I have to listen to. But I'm a Just nice guy. I'm a nice yeah. guy. So I'm like, I have to listen. And it's good all stuff. Right. It's fantastic stuff. Like, and it's just I don't have a lot of time. So what do I do at school? I listen to podcasts. Screw education. That's what I do. <laughs> so 
This is the Joe Rogan style sports. Joe Rogan sports style. We need to talk to him. Let's see if we can just be a sub of Joe Rogan. This is the sports side of it. We, Dude, if we can yeah. mention on his podcast, you would explode. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd move to Texas for that. Well, you got to have a fiddle in a band. That's where you guys come in. <laughs> I'm not playing fucking fiddle. I'll play fiddle. I love fiddle. Brad, you have okay. a mustache. You were playing the fiddle or the moonshine mason jar. One of the two. You there got you know, I'll be the guy that like blows on the jug. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Hot topics. Hot no, topics. It was. It was just topics, and then Coach West said, "No hot topics." And then next week it'll be sizzling hot topics. We'll just keep going, like that wing show like when they eat the wings and talk. We can keep going. Okay, I'm going to start really quick. We are like this close to football being taken away. Like this close. Thank you. Yeah. How many games were just canceled this week? Uh, let me look at it. Like the whole SEC? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one. Well, they were postponed. The SEC games are postponed. Okay. Uh, but all but one, I think, SECs. No, there was uh, two SEC schools played this week. You had uh, Vanderbilt and Arkansas and Florida and I counted, I counted 15 that were either postponed or canceled for this past week. It's a lot of the Pac-12 canceling and the Big Ten, but the SEC will reschedule because it – I'm getting ahead of myself. The SEC did it right and came back early for this reason. Big 10 and Pac-12 said, no, we don't want to play. Then they saw, oh, we're losing money. We got to play. Yeah. Yeah, but let's be honest because I know that I don't don't think we're – we were going to address this when we were talking before this, but I think that Ohio State-Maryland thing – Ohio State had so much to lose, but not that much to win against Maryland, being unranked. And then going into an Indiana game, who? What, what was the whole backstory behind that? Did they just say, oh, we're canceling? Like, who called that off? Does anybody know? Well, Ohio I should have done my – yeah. I think Maryland had a bunch of COVID cases, and so they didn't want to play. And I, originally when I read it, it said postponed. And then it got changed to canceled. Yes. Yeah. So I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Me and Nathan said this last week, Brad. I don't know if you listened. Ohio State has no wiggle room. So we were sitting here saying, okay, if Ohio State gets every game in and they're 8-0, they are in the conversation for that college football playoff. But being an 8-0, do they get in over like a 9-1 Texas A&M who only lost to Alabama? Well, then we said, what if Ohio State loses a game like this, and now they end up going 7-0 instead? Does that overshadow a team in the SEC that was able to get all their games in? But then it's like, oh, it's not fair. They didn't start on time. Well, it's like, sorry. Yeah, because let's be, let's be honest. Let's look at Ohio State's schedule right now, okay? Beat Nebraska. They're terrible. Beat Penn State. They're terrible. Beat Rutgers. They're just slightly worse than Illinois, which is still terrible. They play Illinois. They're terrible. They play Michigan State. They're terrible. 
and they play Michigan, they're terrible. They have Indiana next. If they don't have a good showing against Indiana, I would not let them in. They have to win. Like, this is a have to win, and I think Indiana will beat them. Okay, I like so it. I like it. I, I'm going. I, I, I just, I, they have that vibe to them right now. They have so much momentum. It, Ohio State's coming off a game they were going to prepare for. Now they don't have it. I would have a hard time if Ohio State has to cancel this next week, putting them in, knowing that they've basically played a bunch of shit bums. Well, I mean, my thing is you can only play who you're scheduled for, right? Yeah. Now, if it came out that Ohio State came out and said, like, ah, we don't want to play Maryland, like, then, yeah, I'd probably boot you out. But if it's the Big Ten saying, hey, they're not going to play – my thing is, like, the rules don't seem equal. Like, Illinois has a bunch of players out. Yes. They're still playing games. It comes down to the school. It comes down to the school at that point. Down to the school. Now, see, if it's down to the school, that's bullshit. Well, because like, uh, we, we mean they've talked about it before. Like, why is Illinois playing? We said this before. Illinois didn't want to play in the first place. So why are they no. playing? But then it comes down to scholarship players, too. So is Illinois' players not on scholarship? You're supposed to have so many. So did yeah. Maryland's scholarship players get COVID, so now they don't have enough? Um, did Ohio State say, we don't want to get COVID, so why risk it and decide not to play? So if that's the case, Ohio State should not make it then. Or is Illinois going like, hey, we weren't going to be good anyway, so we might as well throw some of these younger guys out here and get some seasoning on them. And piss off the sideline podcast. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's be honest, though. What, we beat Rutgers by maybe four more. Maybe we beat them by a touchdown instead of a field goal with our starters. Let's let's be real here. It isn't yeah. like, oh, we're so decimated. We're terrible to begin with. All right. On a lighter note, I think we're probably going to start every week with some coronavirus bullshit. And I think we need to move on from that quickly or else this will just get depressing. That's true. How, yeah. how much fun would it be to play for Wayne Kiffin? Did anybody yeah. watch the game? Did you see that celebration? He threw right. a clip probably 40 feet in the air. Well, he did it twice. The second time they sent a GA up into the stands because he threw his play card like into the stands. When they went for it on fourth down and got it and like touchdown at the end of the game, he threw his fucking clipboard again into the stands. They sent some poor 20 year old up there to steal it away from somebody. <laughs> like that dude has to be but, so much. But then again, I, I see that, but at the same time, isn't he the one that basically screws over every place he goes and they go under sanctions? Like, he wasn't – he was at I USC, would, right? The sanctions happened right before he started, so he inherited um, the sanctions. Okay. Yeah. Now, where people get mad at was Tennessee for a year and then jump yeah. and ship. They're mad at him for that. Um, yeah. He's hilarious on Twitter. That's where he gets in trouble sometimes. But I think Which, being at Alabama reinvented himself. So I think he's doing what Nick Saban wouldn't allow him to do. If he did that when Nick Saban was there, he'd be like, what the hell are you doing, boy? Get right back here by me and don't move. Yeah, exactly. 
I, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. If you're, if you're a program that struggles, like Illinois or like Old Miss or Mississippi State, what they did with Mike Leach, like why not? This dude's a good coach. Like he made Florida Atlantic relevant for a year, a couple years. Yeah. He's fun. He brings in recruits. You just had a quarterback throw for 600 yards. Like, why not bring that guy in? I would every single time. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Pay him. Yeah, I every mean, look at what we're paying Lovey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to get to that. But, like. Are you talking about Illinois trying to get Lane Kiffin when he was available? I wish he never would have gone there. No, he wants to be in the SEC. That was never going to happen. I would love it, but Champaign is not where he wants to be. He wants to no, be in no. the South. He wants to be. We'll get to Illinois stuff. I have some thoughts. We can get to that. Yeah. Like, but he's hey, he's a good coach. He's he's yeah, really but, good. But here's a hot topic: How many names we're seeing this year in the top twenty-five that in other years we've never seen? Indiana, Marshall, SMU lost yesterday, but they were in the top 25. Uh, Liberty, Northwestern, and the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns all in the top 25. Love it. It's uh, like Coastal Carolina. Oh, Coastal Carolina, yeah. It's like the old NCAA football games when you've like simmed five years forward and you're like, fucking <laughs> San Jose State? What are you doing? They finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're four and zero. San Jose State. That's why I brought wow. them. Little the top twenty-five. Little like I can't fall asleep. Mountain West football. Didn't San Jose State beat Illinois like a few years back? I'm pretty sure I was at that game. Yeah, I remember yeah. when uh, EIU went. <laughs> EIU went to uh, San Diego State, maybe. It was either San Diego State or San Jose State. I can't remember. And Eastern only beat them by like 35 points. That was with Jimmy G and them. They beat them. They went there. Yeah. Made 800 grand or whatever it was to beat them. Yeah. And then EIU, the went, then EIU went under financial. I'm like, where'd that 800 grand go? <laughs> 800 grand isn't shit, though. Like, if you're trying to run a college football program, it's a drop Brad, when Charleston played Mattoon, we had more fans for that than an Eastern Illinois game. There was not a seat left in that house for a Mattoon-Charleston game. And Charleston yeah. is not very good. So you tell me what that tells you. <laughs> no offense to Charleston now. The, the coach there, I, I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. The coach at Charleston now is a good guy, so it's going fine. But at the time, not very good. Okay, I guess what I'm trying to say is if I'm a quarterback – like an elite 11 quarterback, right? And I haven't committed yet. Why the hell would you go to Alabama? A quarterback? Where you're going to against top-ranked dudes? Like, I would much rather go to Ole Miss and be Lane Kiffin's five-star quarterback that he got to bring in. Or would you yeah. rather go to Mike Leach and throw it around? Same thing. But see, yeah. here's the thing. When has Nick Saban – or uh, Nick Saban's only had two – top quarterbacks 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hurst and Tua. He doesn't get these big-time quarterbacks to win. So I don't think he cares too much about... Yeah, but if I'm a quarterback, I think I would be reaching out. Like, hey... I think I can beat that guy because let's be honest here. Okay. So once uh, Lane Kiffin gets into that national contender, uh, you know, that realm of things. Okay. Then there's a reason to go. You go to Alabama because you're probably going to, you got a really good shot of playing the most important game of the year. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, I know as an 18 year old, your thoughts are different than someone our age. Right. 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 Like, if I'm thinking like who's going to make me the best quarterback and if I'm an elite 11 quarterback, I'm going to go somewhere where I put up a shitload of yards and then I'm going to get drafted really high. Well, then you want to go to Oklahoma, right? You got Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murphy. Oklahoma's the same problem. Like there's so much competition there. Yeah, that's true. Like I'd rather go to Mississippi State or Ole Miss – and end up with like one of these coaches that coaches the shit out of quarterbacks. And the next thing you know, like I'm in Heisman contention or you go to North Carolina. Yeah. Matt like, is a good guy. Absolutely. Like one of these schools that it might not be the best school on earth, but like you have a quarterback friendly coach. Yeah. But I think if you're, if you're like a, a Herbert build, so like if you're not the prototypical build, because those guys always come out, right? The guys that, that look the part. Yeah. If I'm an undersized guy. I'm looking to go to an established program where I can win because I can't market my size. True. True. But I uh, think the dude, the freshman that plays for Wisconsin right now, he hasn't figured out. Like, if you're going to play quarterback, why the hell wouldn't you go to Wisconsin? <laughs> you get to run the ball 30 times a game. You've got to throw it 20 times maybe. And, and you can go for 21. Yeah. Every game you can do that because you're so dominant. And you're not going to get hit. No. They have a great line. Every year they have, like, a top five offensive line in college football. But, like, you look at, like, I mean, Oklahoma's peeled out two number one draft picks here, and I know that competition's big, but, like, what, have they been in the – have they been in the national tie – I mean, just a little bit. They're never really a player in it. No, because so, an FCC school goes and whoops their ass every year. Yeah. So, I guess it, <laughs> if 
if you think that you're a little bit lacking in size and you need to prove that you're a winner, then you go there. But if you're a Justin Herbert that's 6'6 and can throw the ball 85 yards in the air, you can go where the hell you want. Yeah. Which, and by the way, like, it's weird because I watch a lot of Oregon football. I never saw Justin Herbert doing what he's doing now at Oregon. Dude. You know, yeah. it goes to show, like, a system can hold a dude back a little bit from being what he really is. Well, you know? that's why we get into the whole Bears conversation with Nagy. The play calling is almost total opposite from 2018 till now. It yeah. was loose. It was rollouts. It was getting people on the move. And now it's like this methodical, just every – like we literally got beat by the Rams who runs three wide receiver sets and does jet sweep 95% of the time or like a jet motion. Yeah. We don't even motion. We just kind of like do some – it's like we lost Tariq Cohen and everything just went out the window. Yeah. We get I-formation Cordero Patterson yes. run in the A-gap. Yeah. Look at what Mike Davis is doing. Look at what Jordan Howard's doing. Like, those guys aren't bad where they're at. No. And we passed on both those. As a matter of fact, Mike Davis didn't even play for us. He's top fantasy football option for like three or four years. Now we're really straying off top – or three or four games this year. We're really straying off topic. But I think, honestly, like the NFL, it's if your coach wants the system to work for you. Yeah, Exactly. And that's, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Next thing here, who is your guys' Heisman front runner at this point? That kid from Alabama. Let's go wing T, my quarterback. Because I think if you're going to have, if you're going to miss games, he has the edge because he's on the number one team in the country. I like him. Are you talking about Mac Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Dude is just lighting it up. Mine right now is Kyle Trask, kid from Florida. If he doesn't come out and throw five touchdowns a game, they're going to lose. Yeah. Like their defense can't stop anything. Well, what about the Wilson kid from BYU? He they're undefeated. Yeah, and he's he's slinging it around. Yeah, I I would have a hard time not giving it to Trask at this point because like that team functions because he is so good. But at the Alabama same, time, would still be good with like a warm body playing quarterback. Yeah, but if he's so good, then why do they do the two quarterback bullshit? What, Florida? Yeah. They bring in that one kid and they run stupid stuff. It's if I got a high he might be the first Heisman guy who has somebody else come in and run fucking plays. Well, remember that that might just be a Florida thing. Do you remember Chris Leak? Yeah. He had Tim Tebow come in on goal line shit. Yeah, but look at what Tim Tebow was. I think I think Chris Leak was in there because I think they split the time because it was either Tebow was playing all the time or Tebow was getting some snaps, but Tebow yeah. was playing. True. True. Might be the best collegiate leader of all time. Like that guy was just unbelievable. He, I give him and Urban Meyer a lot of credit because think about how many monsters were, and I'm not talking monster football players. I'm talking 
bad people <laughs> were on that Florida Gators team. Yeah. <laughs> you had a murderer. And then the Pouncey brothers who, who will kill someone someday, probably. Yeah. I'm not saying this, Pouncey brothers, if you ever see that. <laughs> but like I wouldn't want to go after their quarterback. Let me just put it that way. The Pouncey Absolutely not. Like, okay, Steve, I sent you that video of Urban Meyer on the college football show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Yeah, I mean, I. Sorry, I'm trying to find these statistics. Urban Meyer was about to turn a program around, right? Well, no, he was talking about like if your program's struggling, it would piss him off when people would say like the players aren't good. Yes. Yeah. He was yeah, like, yeah. you gotta look under the hood because it's either like the coaching doesn't match the players. The players don't trust the coaches. Yep. Coaches yep. don't trust the players. Like, you can make anything work. You just have to get the stick out of your ass and, like, figure it out. Yeah. You really got to think outside the box. But I think some of these guys in college, um, you know, they have their system. That's why they got there in their mind. And that system is not going to change, you know. Yeah. And, and I think your best coaches are the ones that can curtail that, you know, and make it whatever it needs to be. Well, I think Urban Meyer is one of the best ones I've ever seen at that because you see his offense and it's always good. Yes. And then it doesn't matter whether or not he's got a dual threat guy back there or a traditional quarterback. Like the offense works one way or another. Yeah. yeah. And – I just thought that was awesome because I'm kind of the same way. Like I hate it when media outlets shit on players for yeah. screwing something up. Cause like, ultimately if you're a player and you're a good player, you listen to your coach. So you're going to do what you got to do. Kind of like Nick Foles and Matt Nagy, Nick Foles knows the play isn't going to work, but he still runs the same play. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the good soldier. So yeah, I, I, I watched that and I was like, it's pretty interesting because you watch like Illinois and it's just like, we won a game and there just wasn't much excitement. It was just dull. Yeah. From what I thought, it was just dull. Brad, if you like Urban Meyer, have you read his book Above the Line? No, I actually, so I watched that and then immediately ordered his book. I read it a couple years ago and I still have it. Like yeah. Urban Meyer's shadiness, I don't like, but his leadership and his coaching, you can't ignore. You know, I, I know, like the shady side of the competitiveness yeah. of his competitive side got the better of him of hiding that stuff and like, oh, I'm going to brush mm-hmm. this away. But his leadership is still there. You see it on the show. Everything he touches wins. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's still good. Above the line is really good. Um, you should read that. I know you don't coach, but it's other things. He do, he talked about other things than. Well, no, I think for people that may listen to this, I know no one does. <laughs> we have one, we have somebody watching. My thing is like you don't have to, you don't have to be a coach to learn good habits from a good coach. Like I have employees that work for me at this point, and I look at coaching stuff to see like how I deal with problems at work. Right? 
Like there's just life lessons that can be learned from somebody like an Urban Meyer, who, like you said, may let his competitive streak get him in trouble sometimes. Like, see how he really thinks about that stuff. You know, Steve, you never said who your Heisman candidate is. You said BYU, didn't you? Yeah, I. So I wrote yeah, down the, our three quarterbacks. Trask is thrown for. I hope I wrote this down right. 2,171 yards, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions. His QBR is 93.9. Jones from Indiana has thrown for 2,196 yards, 16 touchdowns. You mean Alabama. Or Alabama. Two touchdowns. His QBR is 95.6. Wilson has thrown for 2,512 yards, 22 touchdowns, two interceptions. His QBR is 87.5. It's all pretty relative. So, yeah. I'm going to go with the Wilson quarterback, BYU, because they're undefeated. And he just looks good. Now, Trask is probably going to win it. But. Yeah. Because Alabama's got too many good running backs that are in contention. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, we're not going to talk about this game very much, but did you watch Nebraska Penn State? Penn State sucks. They're awful, but the McCaffrey kid, the true freshman, he's going to be a stud. And if Scott Frost can, like, stay there and survive for two years, that team's going to be scary. Like, real scary. Maybe. He's been there a while. Maybe. Yeah, Nebraska fired Bo Pelini for going, like, 9-3. and yeah, and Bo Pelini went to LSU and immediately ruined their defense. Right, but nine and three, nine and or I think maybe nine and four. I would take that at Illinois. I was gonna say I'm not. If Illinois went that, I'd be like jumping up and down, be like, "Oh my god, we'd, we don't suck. We don't suck." Like yeah, that's we're going to third and bowl. And you're but you're playing in a slightly more meaningful game than the bootleg red to box bowl. The block, you know what I mean. The blockbuster. We're bowl. closing in on January first if we go nine and four. Yeah. Right now we're going to be scrubbing the toilets at the new freaking uh, football complex thing at the rate that we're going. Like that's where we're at. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to be cleaning the okay. assembly hall for the basketball games. Is what they're going to be doing. Oh, State Farm Center. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. You got it. Clean up for the basketball team. That's just that all. <laughs> we do their laundry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. By the way, um, I know that's college football, but Illinois first two weeks: Baylor, Duke, and then who's who's the other one? Is it... Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, is playing the first? Is it Baylor, Duke, Missouri? What did you think about the coin flip? Just whatever. Whatever. It's stupid, right? Yeah. And what's Illinois number eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. The Big Ten has three teams in the top ten. Yeah. And I've never realized this before, but I fucking hate Iowa. Oh, dude. I the the Garza guy, he's I swear to you, he's one of those guys. That's on the if he's on your team, you love him, but if he's against you, you hate him. Yeah, a superstar in the Big Ten. Like normally, those guys are like the Luke Johnsons of the world, the the hustle guys that always just irritate the hell out of everybody. Oh no, this is their best freaking player, and, yeah. and Jacob, he's good. Jacob McLaughlin, who's our commenter, commented saying they play Mizzou. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. So those three games, and if they have to go to Missouri, that is uh that's gonna be a heck of a stretch. We're gonna find out real quick what we're doing. Yeah. Because I saw some ESPN guys predicted Baylor to win the national championship. So here we go. Talk about a school that like rebounds from sanctions really well. Yeah, no kidding. Like Baylor, every four years is getting the death penalty, and they're still competitive in everything. It's like basketball, football; they are in trouble for everything all the time. They're still competitive, and they just do this. They're just like, "It's fine, we're okay." Yeah, we're we'll just brushing off. Fuck it. All right, so can we officially move on from hot? To- oh yeah, well, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> That's a lot of dots for a there, win. There's more. It won't show anymore. Don't you worry. I think somewhere down the end it says sucks and it just won't pop it up. Uh, okay. Um, does anybody want to start this? I have something I have to say. So Illinois won 23 to 20, and you think we'd all be excited for it. Like, oh my God, they won a game. But it's Rutgers, and Illinois looked awful, and they should have lost the game. So I'm not too excited. It's, it's, it's like watching the Bears all of a sudden, and it's awful. And it's awful. They and did what they had to do to beat Rutgers. They did what they had to do to beat Rutgers. Rushing the quarterback 30 times, you can beat Rutgers. Oh, this is where Brad wants to get on his box here. He texted us something and he oh, wants yeah, to get yeah. on there. I I want to come out and say that as soon as Illinois won, <laughs> I sent both of you guys a gif of Michael Scott from the office saying I'm ready to be heard again. And I'm so back in. Like, I just dove back into the Illinois season, and I hate myself for it. This is why you have a mustache. I hate myself for it. They are going to break my heart so bad for the rest of the season. But I love Isaiah Williams. Now, he, no, you love Juice Williams. You love Juice no, Williams. No, no. Isaiah Williams. No, because Isaiah Williams. Do you remember Juice Williams used to throw like a 500-mile-an-hour fastball on five-yard out routes? You remember when he threw it clear through the uprights for an incompletion? 
Yeah. Like a <laughs> receiver on a wide open post. Juice around. had no Juice had no off button and he couldn't like not throw a bullet every time. Like Isaiah has a little touch to his passes. And you know how you know how they say were you watching the uh, Juice Williams Ohio State game or were you watching the Illinois Rutgers game? Which Illinois team were you watching yesterday? Touch passes by ass. Steve. Okay. He doesn't have the arm strength to throw the damn ball. I can throw farther than him. Jesus Christ. He's the only quarterback in the NCAA that's like 120 pounds. That's true. He's the Allen Iverson in Big Ten football. Absolutely. Okay. You know how they say, like, you're a poor man's this? Well, Isaiah Williams is a homeless man's Kyler Murray. And I want to believe it. Like, (laughs) I want it so bad. Okay. Just stop for a second. We're just going to stop for a second. Brad, this is the confession. We're changing this to the confession booth. Is there anything you need to talk about before you continue? Did something happen yesterday that made you we think this? We talked about this before. I would have told you this is a bad idea. Now, to defend Brad, did you hear Jay Lehman say he looks like a Kyle Murray runner when he runs the football? He looks like Kyle Murray when he runs the ball. And then he comes back and he goes, but he can't pass like him. So he, he fixed what he said. Now, he's a good kid. He looks like a good athlete. Like, I loved it. But here's my problem overall. Could he be a good quarterback? Because is he a freshman? Mm-hmm. He can is he, be. Oh, is he a redshirt? I don't even know. He played last year. Yeah, he played last year, but they have like four games now they can play and then still redshirt. I don't know. I'm looking. Yeah, look that He's up. He's a freshman, it says. Okay. Really? So they redshirted him even though he played a little bit. He's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> Dear God. Just let me have something. You can't run the quarterback. I'll give you something. By his senior year, Illinois will be a 500 team again. That's that's fine. You cannot run the quarterback 31 times. At 160 pounds. And have Why, not? Why not? Why can't you? you can because it's high school. Did he take, did, if did he, he played Wisconsin, he would have gotten killed. Okay. Let did he take a single really hard hit? He took yes. one. Every hard hit, every hit's a hard hit. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, Well, here's can I just do an overall picture here before we get too much on? Because I don't want to talk bad about this guy because we, we don't know him. He's a good, he seems like a good kid, good athlete. I'm going to do the big picture. Illinois changed their freaking offense again, and they're trying to do – and, like, you can't do that every week. They try to run the option. He looks like an option quarterback. They need to run yeah. the pistol option, and I'm all for it with him. I told you guys that I'm, I'm all for Paul Johnson coming in and getting this kid to run. I'm all for yeah. it. Doing the spread run stuff where he's doing draws and doing this and doing that is going to get him hurt when he has no other option. It's going to get him hurt, and you can't do it 31 times. If you, They play Ohio State soon. Ohio State's going to take his head off. And so you can't just say, let's let's run an inside zone just for him or let's run a power just for him every single time. They can't do that. Illinois fell in love with it, and he's going to get hurt. And if they can do RPOs and quick passes and get him to do that, that's all fantastic. But it's Illinois, and they haven't done that. I just hate as a coach watching it how they change their freaking offense every single week. First week, they're spread, yeah. and they're going to throw it around. 
Next time it's like, uh, we're just going to run the football with our running backs. Then it's, oh, let's do the option. You can't do just the option a couple of times. You have to marry it and like do it all the time and do this and do that. And they're just not doing it. And you can't run them 31 times. And here's the other thing. Are you going to now start him over Brandon Peters and then basically ruin your chance of getting any transfer quarterbacks because Brandon Peters comes in and Okay, all right. Isaiah Williams was a five-star recruit, right? Yes. Okay. As an athlete. As an athlete. Fine. Okay. Let him play. What else do you have to lose? I've seen what Brandon Peters can do, and it's not impressive. It's just not. And this team sucks. Okay. And I should we just went through a thing like the players don't suck. It's just the team is not working right now. No, something's not jiving there. I have take, my theory. Keep them off. If of you're it. Illinois, take a flyer on this dude that has such a high upside and let him go out there and play football. Like, I get it. Yeah. If you want to keep bringing in grad transfers, but the majority of grad transfers that you want are the Matter Bebe brothers. Yeah. Like those are the grad transfers we want. And why not put a quarterback in there that makes the offense look competent so you get more grad transfers? I think they need to win. I don't know if I, I don't know who they're gonna play this year that they could, you know, maybe I don't even know who they could play to win another game. Who is Illinois' offensive coordinator's Rod Smith, right? Yes. Did anybody watch what he did in Arizona with a running quarterback? Uh-uh. I was just getting ready to say this. If you're going that to keep if you need to keep dynamic. If you keep him at quarter, but see you're in Arizona, now you're in Illinois. There's a difference. Arizona gets dudes. We don't get no, dudes. Don't. Yes, they do. Arizona's the trash can of the Big 12. It's like Oregon State, Arizona. They are now, but they were getting some dudes at Arizona. Back in the day. Trust me, after coaching football games on Friday nights, all we had was the Pac-12 after dark. Late Pac-12 game, yeah. That's the only time I could watch Mike Leach was Friday night at midnight. (laughs) If you're going to keep this kid in at quarterback, then you need to pick an offense and stick to it. What they did yesterday was a combination of what he should be in and what they want to do rather than what he could do. But what's yeah, I mean, the, his arm was, strength is scary. He was 33% passing completion percentage. He had four days of practice. 33%. Four days of practice. And against, he was there all last year. Against, so, let's just say something, against a Greg Schiano team that is well coached. So are you telling me that this kid could have ran for 192 yards against Ohio State or Wisconsin? I'm not saying he's a world beater and is going to make the difference. I'm saying going out there on four days practice, being having come off lockdown, because remember he was one of the guys that had to quarantine, right? Yeah. He then went on four days practice and won a football game against a well-coached Rutgers team. 
I guess this is this is the stats for the season. Hold on here. Let me see if I can find the actual game. Seven of twenty-one for the season. One interception. And let's see here if I can find the damn game stats. Well, looking at their schedule, they play Nebraska. Now rushing was the team leader in rushing after one game. Our yeah. leading rusher is Chase Brown with 247 yards. <laughs> so, you know how what they do with Russell Wilson? Let Russ cook. Let Juice cook. Let the dude do it. And if he gets his head taken off, he gets his head taken off. He can't pass the ball, Brad. He cannot pass neither the ball. Can either, neither can any of the other quarterbacks on the team. Brandon Peters can throw the ball better. Than Brandon him. Peters takes three steps back and our offensive line so out that he gets it blown up. Now, you do have a point there. Yeah. He was 7 of 18 for 104 yards yesterday. Like, if you put Brandon Peters behind yesterday's offensive line – he may just be dead. So let me ask you this. Let's keep the kid in at quarterback. They play Nebraska next week. Do they have a chance to beat Nebraska if he's playing? Yes. Do they have a chance to beat Ohio State the next week? No. What about Iowa the week after that? Maybe. No. Iowa's like... No. Wait, is it at home Iowa. or is it at Iowa? It's at home. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and that team's Illinois fan. Minnesota no. killed Illinois, and then Iowa killed Minnesota. So that was okay. That game was at Iowa. There's no fans, no matter where everything you go. Different. Everything changes at Iowa. Everyone's on a regular, unless you go to Texas or Florida. Everybody's on the same no, plane. No, 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 no. You do that little wave thing to the cancer kids, and then you lose a football game. That's what happens in Iowa. Okay? They're pink locker rooms. They still have those. Pink locker rooms. No one wins in Iowa, basketball or football. They made a deal with the devil that's like, we're never actually going to win anything, but we are going to beat really good teams because we're you Iowa. Know. I'm just going to cancel this college football recap and make it the Illinois recap because we can go on forever. Hey, because- uh, but I don't, I don't think I, I like, I want to like Isaiah Williams. I don't think he'll have success unless they he gets new coaches that will keep him from getting killed. I agree because I like I him think- a lot. I like how he can run the ball. I like zone reads. I like power reads. If he can get some RPO game going, I love it. But is Illinois going to adjust that to him when they change it every freaking week? I don't know. I want to like him. I want him to be good. I just don't know if if we got Clemson's offensive coordinator. Yes, but right now, yeah. no. Okay. And Illinois Can defense sucks. That you're now on board with Paul Johnson to Illinois. See? If it's a pistol, I am all for it. Uh, yeah. No. You, you shut up. Because you made fun of me. <laughs> I mean, it's better than it's better than what we have going on right now. Exactly, exactly. You would take that six-win triple option Paul Johnson bullshit over the current steaming pile 
of coaches. This isn't even like a, a, a pile of dog crap. This is like elephant. Yeah. It's like that video of them giving the elephant a enema. Have you seen that? It just blows up. That's what it feels like watching this every week. Yeah. And with Paul Johnson. I think, I think if they bring in somebody who's a winner, somebody who can be firing, they can have success. And I think they've got to be fiery more so than knowing Chicago. Because if you got a guy that's exciting, people will come to you. Yeah. Where have stoicism, I don't even know if that's a word, on the sideline. Nobody's excited to play for that. Yeah. No. Levy's a great mentor. I think he's a great mentor. I think he he does the right thing by his student athletes. But that's not what we need. No, it's not at all. Now, we talked about you don't like Illinois going back and forth on their offense so much. The opposite problem happens on the defense, where it's like if you run a cover two zone every play, you're going to get ate up. Like, Lovey Smith doesn't understand that seam routes exist. <laughs> like, right? Am I wrong? And saying how many that? times have we seen a deep comeback and like a short flare by the running back that holds the corner and then they just drop it in at the first down marker? Every time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Illinois' what defensive line. In 2008 when people hadn't figured out the Tampa 2 yet. Yeah. But then you got Illinois' defensive line. The Illinois' defensive line is good at stopping the run. They just can't pass rush. That's another problem. They're good at reading and seeing what's going on. Yeah. But then their linebackers have horrible eyes. They don't drop well. They just kind of go, I don't know what to do. Shit. Like, and then our corners are just like, ah, I'm so, I'm just going to hit them really hard and pump my chest. And Lovey Smith's going to stand there and let it happen. Like, I can't stand it, that. The defense, in a way, kind of reminds me of do you remember that Bears season where they were true bend but don't break? I think it was like two years after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they let everyone get into the red zone and kick a field goal. But <laughs> put the clamps on in the red zone, right? This Illinois team does that, but then they get to the red zone and they're like, okay, just score. Give <laughs> <laughs> them more time to have the ball. But they're bend and break. I was going to say, they're bending and breaking. Which isn't great. Not like Notre Dame that will bend, but not necessarily break. All the yeah. time. And I only have one more thing on this game, and then we can move on because we're already <laughs> way behind time. Oh my God, 46 minutes. Wow. We I, Rutgers has a quarterback that wears number zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it, and I love it at the same time. Because, yeah, you're the quarterback and you're wearing zero and it looks stupid. But at the same time, you play for Rutgers, so fuck it. Yeah. So why did they let that kid throw the ball at the end of the game? They should have just kept on running the ball. They would have been just fine. Yeah. And we were talking about clock management on the little tech. You want to talk clock management. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Illinois did it first. And then both Rutgers turns around and does it. I'm like, ooh. Our coaching was so bad that it infected Rutgers. 
Yeah, when we come to town, you better be ready for your football team to go backwards. <laughs> because you're trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. You're not going to figure out what yeah. you're doing. You're going to come play at Illinois, and we're so bad, it's going to make your team worse to beat us. We are going to call a timeout after our guy goes out of bounds with seven <laughs> seconds left. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And we won, and we're all upset. That's what I'm saying. We well, should be happy. We know the writing on the wall, though, right? Because they do this. They do this one little cookie, and it's like it drags people like Brad in, and then they're just going to basically pee all over you for the next five weeks, and you're going to get more and more upset. You're going to say you're never going to do it again, and then they're going to have some cool hype video at the beginning of next season. They're going to say because of COVID, they sucked, and then all of a sudden, they rope you in for another debacle. I don't even need the hype video. I just need <laughs> I need to know Isaiah Williams is going to come into the year as the starter. And I still believe he may not be done growing. What if, he, <laughs> what if he transfers, Brad? Yeah, what if he transfers to Oklahoma? I may kill myself on the air. Uh, <laughs> you would so, have to buy an Oklahoma shirt. Here's something. Yeah, I'm not even an Illinois fan. I'm just – I put all of my eggs in Isaiah Williams. Yes, because he's and our only And then Lovey Smith, and then we're going to punch them over and over again. Yeah. Yep, and not even absolutely. cook them. They're going to throw them in the fucking garbage. They're not even going to fucking cook it. They're going to throw it away. Yep. Uh, but here's my hope. Olin Krutz's son uh, is committed to the U of I, so hopefully he'll bring some of that magic with him. Is his son an offensive lineman? Yes. Here's what Jacob McLaughlin said. Can you see that? I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> Tactics. Lewis. Tactics. Jacob, Excellent. that's a, that's a Jacob. nice horse we got there. I love it. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know I could do that. Look at this technology stuff. Uh, yeah, I but I don't know. You know, I don't know about the uh, – uh, Brad, you know what, buddy? More power to you. I wish you were one of my fans for when I hit my down, my downtrodden times. You could be the eternal optimist. But listen, if if you can't like still have hope, like that's my favorite thing about being a fan is like if you're all in on something and you let yourself be all in, the heartbreak makes it so much better when you go six and six and you're like. <laughs> I can bring DVDs. <laughs> but how long does it take to go six and six? It takes a while. Yeah, if we can't go every year and have a five hundred season. Like, yeah, and then you get to go to the Outback Bloomin' Onion Bowl. <laughs> Not the Outback Bowl because that's too high. The one dedicated <laughs> to the the, uh, the appetizer. Yeah, this the bowl games literally played outside of the Outback in Champagne. The Dunlar Mifflin Bowl, something yeah, like that. Right? Like the... No, it would be uh, the uh, what was that freaking pyramid thing that they had? What was that company? Oh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> the tablet. Was... Saber. Yes, Saber. Yeah, Saber. <laughs> yeah. The Saber Bowl. Yeah. 
Okay. Which, by the way, can you believe that we were going to take this team to Dublin, Ireland, and show them what football is all about? <laughs> they dodged a bullet. <laughs> Dude, those Irish people probably would have beat our line I ass. What are you bringing oh, us over here for? You know, like. Can you imagine if they went and played a game in Dublin and then, like, after that, Great Britain and Ireland were both like, hey, NFL, I know you play a game over here every year, but that was so bad. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> oh, this is the JV game, right? No, that was the yeah. game. That was the. Yeah. This is no, the third game. Freshman football this is game. what we have to offer you. We're not going to let Notre Dame go over there. We're going to let Illinois go. Yeah. Why doesn't Notre Dame play a game over there? They were supposed to, and then COVID hit. Mm. No, I mean, like, why haven't they? It would make so much sense. You need a place to play. And then football didn't become big in Ireland just recently. Like, they're just now starting to get teams. And True. I know my Irish stuff. So there's more college football to talk about. Yeah. Then just yeah. Nope, good. this is it. We're done. We're over. Okay. <laughs> we can talk. So how good does Wisconsin look? I know it's just or Illinois and Michigan. That backup quarterback for Michigan throws a better ball than their starter. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about it. They're like, if he played the whole game, they would have scored more than what they did. <laughs> Because what was the Wisconsin's, a, Wisconsin's a playoff team, right? Could be. I don't know. If, that, but if they have another COVID instance, so you're going to like Wisconsin in with like six games. Didn't they just miss out on two games? They yeah. haven't played yeah. since Illinois. They're going to have six games, right? So here's my question. Do you let them in over a 9-0, and 10-0 BYU team? <sighs> Don't do it. Because here's the thing. Before you answer that question, Brad, let's look at Wisconsin's schedule. They do not play Ohio State. Okay. Their next games are Northwestern. Good football team. Minnesota. That will be a good team. Minnesota. Indiana. And Iowa. Good football team. Where's the game at? Iowa. Wisconsin. Where did I put that? Which one? If they go to Iowa and play in the pink locker rooms. Yeah, they go to Iowa. It's at Iowa? Yes. Hey, you're you're a playoff team. Yeah, that's a good schedule. That's way better than Ohio State. So here, let's go. Let's take If Ohio State misses more than one game, I would put Wisconsin in over Ohio State. But here's my question then. Let's go a step further. We're going to take this. We're just going to go. Screw the schedule. We're going to go. We're going to go. 50-hour Okay. So, if Clemson and Notre Dame play each other in that ACC championship game and Notre Dame loses, so now you have Alabama, Clemson, are you going to sit there and tell me you're going to put a 6-0 and Wisconsin over a team like Notre Dame who's beat Clemson and only lost to Clemson? Would Wisconsin get in over them? No. Okay. So then you got Notre Dame. Who's going to be your fourth team? Wisconsin. Why would it be Wisconsin? Why? What if? Yeah. Okay. So what if All Florida? Right. What if Florida makes it to the SEC championship game and somehow beats Alabama? 
So, are they having a Big Ten championship game? Uh, I'm a horrible boss. I'm not sure, but I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we discussed this last one, Steve. Yeah, it's in December. Yeah. Okay. So, right now, we're looking at... December 19th. Yep. Are Ohio State and Wisconsin in the same division? No, they're not. Yeah, so we could get a Ohio State-Wisconsin Big Ten championship game. If Wisconsin beats Ohio State... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They're in. Right? But what if Indiana beats both of them? Oh, then Indiana should be in. Yeah. Like if the Big Ten, I know they might not play all their games, but if the Big Ten ends up with an undefeated champion, they need to be in. Now, technically, since they won, yes. But the other side of me is like, there's other teams that played a tougher schedule and played more games. They put themselves out there to get hurt, and they played That's more. That's what I'm saying. The Big Ten gets one team. And it's going to be but one right now, right now, ESPN has both them and Ohio State in. Yeah, I'm looking at ESPNs, and it has Wisconsin at five. Oh, really? So they must – Yeah, yeah, they, they have Clemson at five. Like, they have Clemson as, like, a 75% in. They're number two. And Clemson's a one-loss team. And Alabama's only, like, a 90%. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know who's doing their thinking, but. I ESPN laid a lot of people off, so who knows what's going on over there. Yeah. Wisconsin is so dominant at what they do. Like, I don't have a lot of belief in Justin Fields. Like, I think if you put him around SEC athletes, he's going to fail. I think Wisconsin has that, like, they're big enough, they're strong enough to play that game. Now, are they fast enough? They're not. But then again, I don't think Ohio State is either. I think they can generate a better pass rush, maybe, but we haven't maybe. seen them play. Anybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
I've seen them play Penn State, who sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, they've Ohio State, if them and Wisconsin both go undefeated just based by the schedule, Wisconsin would get that hands down. Dude, they've got to go through the fire and flames here. Yeah. Of the Big Ten. Whereas Ohio State, it's like, well, if we beat Indiana next week, we can just kick it into cruise mode because we're all playing sub-500 teams. Yeah. So, I think the Big Ten did a real big disservice to the top teams in their conference by doing this. And we've said that multiple times. There's no way two Big Ten teams get in. There's just not. I don't think so either. I don't think they deserve it. I mean. I don't know. Which sucks because I think Wisconsin could at least make the national championship. I think it's played by Alabama. Because they would be the four seed. Bama's the one seed. So right now, as we sit here, who would you want in there? If they go undefeated, if Wisconsin goes undefeated, they won't be the four. Yeah, they would. You're going to put a one-loss Clemson team in over them, like seed-wise? Yeah. So then that really means... a football team than... Well, they are, but they lost to Notre Dame. And I know that that was a good game and stuff, and that was at Notre Dame and all that, but... I don't see how you could – I mean, marketability, yeah, it's better if you have Clemson and Alabama playing the national championship. But They also lost to Notre Dame with a true freshman quarterback. But that true freshman quarterback threw for over 400-some yards, so I never want to hear people say, oh, if we had Trevor Lawrence. No, that kid did everything Trevor Lawrence was going to do besides till the end of the game when the coaches got cute with their play calling. Let's go quads and do this, and let's run right up the line and, and run a play. Yeah. And and so that's my thing is, is I don't think you can – if a team is if Wisconsin goes undefeated in the Big Ten, wins Big Ten championship game, they would be either the two or the three. I don't see how they could be the four. I don't That's know. Where this gets interesting. Wisconsin Notre Dame would be a badass oh, semi That would be a slobber knocker. Exactly. Ian Book would pass for like five yards. Shit. Dude, he is uh, very elusive. Like, he I watched and I was just like, holy God. Like, he's like white guy elusive. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's he is intelligent when he runs and he does have speed to him. I mean, he can cover ground fast. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of, like, again, poor man's Terrell Pryor. Remember that where he was just like faster than everyone to the perimeter. Yeah. And would get you five yards every time a play would break down. Yeah. And then like just that's kind of what Ian Book does. Without selling all of his Ohio State stuff for tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're sitting here telling me it'd be really good to have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm just sick of seeing Ohio State. I just want someone other than Ohio State to play. I'm glad Oklahoma's not going in because I'm tired of seeing that. 
Yeah, I'll be. I think. Uh, I think Indiana, uh, and I'm going to tell you this. I, I think Indiana beats Ohio State, and I think that puts Ohio State out of the conversation. And I'm going to say Indiana's got the right vibes. I'm going to keep fighting for my BYU to get in. It'd be nice. I mean, they at least have a quarterback that's marketable, and sure. if that kid was able to win the Heisman, then it's really marketable. Then they have like, two, two or three year starter offensive linemen. They're big. They have some big yeah. offensive linemen there at BYU. They do. They do. Okay. So, the thing is, so with Clemson and Notre Dame, so I'm like trying to like look at this. If Notre Dame is able to beat Clemson again, so Clemson's out. So then who plugs into that spot? That would could the BYU sneak in then if if Notre Dame and Clemson don't split? All right. So you'd have Alabama, Notre Dame. Yep. If Wisconsin Runs the table, Wisconsin yeah. or Ohio State. One of the two. I think one of those two will probably come yeah. out of there, and then BYU. Is that possible? Or what? We forget about Cincinnati. They're not playing anybody, but they're undefeated. They're ranked top high too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati's like number seven right now, and they're they're well, smoking people. Fifty-five to seventeen. That's how you're supposed to win. <laughs> <coughs> And then what if what if Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship game? Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like Florida to me could beat Alabama. Like their defense needs to show up for one game and their offense has the firepower to beat Alabama. And at this point I'm just hoping for chaos. Like, I want all kinds of weird shit to happen. I want Florida to make it. I would love for BYU to make it. If Indiana made the playoff. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Because look at Indiana's schedule, okay? So they beat Penn State when they were ranked eighth in the nation. And they take that into account, right? Like, at the time, you were number eight. You beat Michigan at 23. You're going to play Ohio State and Wisconsin, and you just shut <clears throat> you just shut out Michigan State at Michigan State. Yeah, like that's not easy to do. I mean, you know, no. all things considered, like they have probably the most they if wow yeah because they got Ohio State then they have Maryland and they're playing pretty good ball except for the COVID thing that happened. Then West Con Purdue, like if they can somehow run it. That's a that's a playoff team. Yeah. Who would ever thought we'd say that? And you know you're cheering for them. Because I would rather have them over Wisconsin and freaking Ohio State. Let's just go with the dark horse. Yeah. Why not? And in the reality, none of it matters because whatever big team team goes in there isn't going to win it. Right. Like, just but I was doesn't it. Like, I feel like, like <laughs> chaos. Yes. If okay, here's my last thing about the playoff for me. If Oregon goes undefeated in the Pac-12. They're ranked 11th in the nation right now. 
could they make it? How many games will they have played? Who are you talking about? Oregon. I don't think a Pac-12 team should make it to the college football playoff. <clears throat> Six and zero or not? I don't. I don't think. Oh man, I just looked. Their schedule is rough, and rough not in like Stanford, Washington State, UCLA, Oregon State, Cal, Washington. Yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not about that. They're yeah. gonna be undefeated. But what happens if they just shit can teams? Like their next four games, what if they hang 60 burners? I think you've got too many other SEC schools and stuff like that that are playing more games. Pac-12, I think, just screw themselves over. I'm going to sit here and say no Pac-12 team deserves to be in the conversation of being in that playoff. Not due to them, it's due to the Pac-12 commissioner being a jack wagon and saying we're not going to play and then trying to come back. Yeah. The Big Ten has yeah, no I wiggle room. Like I feel like there's a minimum threshold you should have for games that make you qualified. And I don't think six is that number. <clears throat> and that's assuming they have zero COVID instances. Which they already pretty... did. Yeah. And so that's that's another thing. I don't and it and like Steve said, I don't think that's on their team at all. I think that's just scheduling and stuff like that i would much rather see an a&m team that's played like 12 games this year than a than an oregon team that's played half of that i don't know okay does jim harbaugh keep his job after this no he's done he's he's gone The the, the only way he can save it beat ohio state he's not beating ohio state they're gonna have that would be the one thing. We Okay, we were talking about coaches that, like, will not break from what they want to do. If you're Jim Harbaugh, your defensive backs cannot play press man. They can't. Why are you still doing it? Are they worse at something else? that we don't know about can they not do something else and so this is like this is what we have and it's awful that's a possible look at illinois this is what we have and this is we're awful you don't want to see what we want to do you don't want to look at that don't look behind the curtain don't even dare peek at it yeah yeah so and then michigan how do they look so good against minnesota and then just we're done it's over the only way, the only way Jim Harbaugh keeps his job is if they don't want to pay him. Yeah, like if they have to pay him a bunch of money, might as well keep <clears> him. <throat> but I feel like Michigan's one of those schools that has no, so much yeah. fu money. But, but after this COVID time, year, though, I think COVID's going to mess with some budgets. I didn't think about that. You're right. If this was a normal year and this happened, he would be gone. Harbaugh was probably already gone. Yeah, he may yeah. have already be gone. And I think that's why Illinois is holding on to Lovey right now. Because with the budget stuff, why why pay him? We're already paying what's-his-face when we brought Lovey in. Uh, Beckman? Beckman and who was after him? Uh, Cubit. Cubit, already paying him. Yeah. Like, 
So I think he loses his... No, that's the only way he keeps his job is if they're like, we have to pay him all this money. Might as well keep him. I feel like there would be a Michigan donor out there that would be like, I will pay for his salary if we get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like there are donors out there that, that can take care of business. Oh, for sure. That's on their athletic department to reach out to those people who can do that and then follow through with it. And the worst part is like, you know, Michigan has those people. Yes. Yeah. Like the, the dude that runs barstool sports. Yeah. Donates to Michigan all the time. And yesterday he bet on Wisconsin. <laughs> like he was very blatant about it. He's like, Wisconsin is going to win this game. So I think you're right. I think their donors have had it. Yeah. And he's, He's gone. Yeah. Which sucks. All right, so Jim okay. Harbaugh's gone. Indiana played Michigan State. Um, before we talk how good Indiana is, Michigan State's fallen off a lot. What happened to Dan Tony? Like, why did they get rid of him? He retired. Yeah. Oh, he retired. Okay. I think he, I was was like, he had had like, heart attacks and shit, right? He wanted to work in – I don't know if he – is he there in the athletic department? I know he went somewhere to work in athletics or something. Or was that uh, the head coach at Washington? Was he the one that did that? <clears throat> one of the, It was Washington's head football coach last year or Dan Tony. They retired to go work in the athletic department. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, never mind. <laughs> Brad just found an article on The Onion said Dan Tony was... <laughs> uh, no. I'm, I'm an idiot. Their coach's name wasn't Mike D'Antoni. No. Uh, that was the old Phoenix Suns coach. What was his name then? I, I gotta look at it. Why did I say Dan Tony? It's not that. It's... um. D'Antonio? Yes. Is that what it is? D'Antonio? God, we all look like idiots. That's okay. What else is new? Who would have thought they added an O to the end of it? Yeah, Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio. It's kind of like Joe Dirt when he called it Joe Dierte. I mean, it's all the same thing. Some old guys that coach sports. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, he retired. They don't really say why. Hmm. What do you think his record was at Michigan State? They were a constantly nine-win team, I think, right? Normally nine. Like, Michigan State used to be bad. (laughs) Yeah. He was there for 13 years. He took over after Saban, didn't he? Yeah. He went 114 and 57. Wow. Yeah, because they constantly were like seven, six, eight. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Jacob there. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. I I don't really care about Michigan State. I do have to say this about Indiana though. I think they're really good. I don't think they're a great football team. 
I don't think they're great, but I think they're explosive enough to be a threat, if that makes sense. They can make some big plays to keep them around, and they don't get flustered because they're going through two interceptions, and they didn't flinch. Yeah. They were just like, oh, because their head coach, I wish he was at Illinois. His fieriness, you see all his injuries from tackling his players. Like, well, not just that, but like front teeth out. He, uh, I, I think ultimately, I think that uh, I have no clue where that thought was going. I think, I think that they are a threat. Now, it's still a long shot for them to beat an Ohio State or a Wisconsin, but I think that they're explosive enough to be able to do it. Like, I think they'll hang around. I think they can make some big yeah. plays and nickel and dime down the field offensively to stay relevant in the game. Yeah. Because they look and if you strong. Look at it, they, went to, they went to Michigan State, scored 24 points in the first half, and then just probably called the dogs off because then it was 0-0 after that. I mean, they shut out – and to shut out a team is pretty hard to do in college football. Like, that, it's not easy to, like, shut somebody out. They normally get, like, some trash touchdown on you. And yeah. that didn't. I don't know. It was an impressive win. Don't get me wrong, but I just like, and I like seeing Indiana be good. I do. But I just, I don't see a top 10 team when I look at Indiana. I think they're still coming around. I think that's the thing is they're not operating at max, uh, like their highest level yet. Really? Yeah. So, Let's put it this way. Just a little exercise here. If you played Indiana Miami next week, who wins that game? I think Indiana hmm. because I would it- so if we, if we look at like the lines, I think the lines would say Indiana. But because of the name Miami and the name Indiana, that's why we're hesitating. But Indiana or Miami's putting up big numbers and big points. But I think Indiana is fast and strong. People well, are no, not giving them credit for that. I brought up Miami because they just beat Virginia Tech by one point. Right. Right. Like they're the top 10 team that I also think doesn't really need to be there. And we're looking at Indiana talking about possibility of Indiana in the playoff, which again, fever well, dream. Miami beat NC State by three the week before and beat Virginia Tech by one. They've won the last two games by four points. That's what I'm saying. And I think you're right in saying that like it's a name thing. Yeah. Like you're going in there, your name's Miami which hasn't meant anything since 2003. But <laughs> you have Indiana there that is a really good football team. They're really good. They're like fundamentally sound. But I just don't see – they're just not like – I don't know. Let me let – me, so, so I just looked up – and plus Miami has one loss. Uh, I just looked up their game against North Carolina State. So they were actually losing going into the fourth quarter against North Carolina State. 
Their quarterback threw for 75%, 430 yards and five touchdowns, and they won by three points. Yeah. That quarterback pitched a perfect game, and they won by three to an NC State team that is four and three. Then you have Indiana's quarterback threw for 320 yards, two touchdowns, and won by 24. Yeah. And through two interceptions. Still turned the ball over and won by 24. Yeah. I think my thing I'm I'm having a hard time not looking at them and saying, Oh, you're Indiana. Yeah, it is hard. I yeah. Like, but I believe in that in that training that I believe in that sprint based training. I don't think many people do that. Like I still think that's a, a new thing in college football. And you're seeing some teams that are coming out of like nowhere, and it's like, how the hell is Indiana relevant? Yeah. Because they're not pulling five star recruits. They're not pulling four star recruits. They might get two stars, and they're becoming relevant. Now, are they yeah. going to be Alabama? No. But they can beat these other teams that are bigger and are slower. Conservatively. Third down and oh, seven deep. What are you doing? That's I happened to me. Up. That's happened to me four times on the right. Re- when you guys listen to the audio, we're going to hear my ads pop up from ESPN. No, that was actually uh, like part of the game from uh, the Miami game because I pulled up that Miami stat line there. I think Indiana still got more in the tank, and I think that's what's scary about them. They have not played a perfect game, and they're still undefeated. I'm just impressed how fast they are when they get – they run a lot of mesh and shallow crossing routes, and once they get the ball, they're gone. And that's how impressive yeah. they are to me offensively and then defensively. I'm Since Coach West has told me about their sprint stuff, I'm looking at it differently, and I'm looking how quickly they're moving and how powerful their moves are. And then I look at Alabama, and I'm like, oh, like it looks sim- – now, they're not Alabama, but it looks similar. No. So you have Indiana a couple years here? Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. If that coach stays, which I think he will, I think he's a good dude. I, I don't think he's going to hop to a bigger thing. I think he's one of those that takes a lot of pride in what he's got going. But if he stays there, they're gonna, they will get some people. And when they get some people, it's going to be dangerous. Because you got to look at what this is doing with Alabama. It doesn't even look like any team should be on the field with Alabama. It's like they play around with them like a cat playing with like a little toy, and then they just destroy them in like three minutes and can put up like 21 points. So, all right, if you're a team like Indiana, and obviously your top 10 team, you have to at least be thinking like you have aspirations of a playoff spot, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you take your foot off the gas in the second half of that game? Well, I think part of it was was that uh, the head coach, his son, is a linebacker, and his son uh, got put out that game by injury. I saw so, that. So I don't know if that's part of it. And then, you know, Michigan State throttled Michigan. Maybe Michigan State figured out some stuff at halftime, and they couldn't really do nothing. And Indiana didn't need to make adjustments because you just scored 24 points and a half. Like, yeah. But, like, to me, if 
Indiana is going to prove to me that they're playoff worthy, you have to stomp their asses. A team like Michigan State, you should hang – like if you're that explosive, you should put up 40 points. Like prove, they also to me, prove to me that your offense is worthy enough because that's what's building this Indiana team, right, is their offense. Or are they saving their gas for Ohio State next week? Like and we, we need about, to slow it down. We talked about that a while back with Notre Dame. Yes. Bullshit. Put up the points. Oh, I agree, but like different his, offense. His son you got know? hurt. I think that's something to do with it. Like, okay, maybe we need to slow it down. We're pro- our defense is playing good. We're probably going to win, and we have Ohio State next week. Notre Dame's was ridiculous because that was four weeks ago. Like Clemson is way down the road. You have Ohio State in seven days, six days. Yeah. I don't know. That's just I've, I'm having a hard time with Indiana. Well, if you look at it, they put up 36, 37, 38. This is the first time they scored under 35. Um, and they pitched a shutout. The other games were 36, 35, 37, 21, 38, 21. Then they just won 24, nothing. I'm just telling you, it's it's hard to shut teams out in college football. And Michigan State doesn't have slackers on defense either. They no, don't. I know. They're like a better football team than their record. It's just, I don't know. The same way I'm in on Illinois for no reason, for some reason I'm out (laughs) on Indiana for no reason. Because you look at Ohio State, they haven't shut out anybody. I mean, they allowed 27 to Rutgers. Illinois allowed less yards or less points than that. You know, like 17 and a not good Nebraska team and then – they beat Penn State the week after Indiana did, scored the same amount of points Indiana did. They just allowed a touchdown less. So, I mean, they're fairly relevant. I don't know. Don't know. I think we would have known about Ohio State if they would have played Maryland this week. That would have gave us a way better gauge. I was looking forward to that game too because two his brothers, yeah. the quarterback at Maryland, they have an Alabama coach there. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I well former Illini coach. Don't forget that. Yeah, and that too. And then he's on Nick Saban's staff, so he's probably yep. like, look at what you're supposed to do. I went to from Illinois. Look at this. But he was he was a he was our offensive coordinator when we went to the Rose Bowl. No, it's true. So, Who's there? Mike Loxley. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Because then he went to Alabama for a little bit, and then... Yeah, he was an offensive quality control guy. Just like all of their guys who are quality control and then somehow become a head coach. Like, Yeah. Because they're getting paid on their buyouts. Because he went to, like, New Mexico or something, didn't he? New Mexico Lobos, maybe? Well, Mike Lockley did. Yeah, and then we're getting off topic. Look like it's Steve Sarkeesian. He was a quality control. Then Lane Kiffin left. He becomes the play caller. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is his name Butch Jones, who was the head coach at Tennessee? Yes. He's a quality mm-hmm. control guy there now for two or three years. Yep. And he doesn't coach <laughs> nothing. He just stands there, and he's like, I'm here. He runs yeah. the statistics. And they're getting paid millions from their other school. 
then they're getting paid like $40,000 a year to do this other thing in Alabama. They're like, eh. I think it's volunteer. Is it? I think quality control stuff's like a volunteer thing. Oh. Yeah. So you you've Why got would one-level guys. No, you get paid because uh, Brent Deerman left his head job and went to Kansas, and that's what he was doing last year. You make you make like thirty, forty, some thousand dollars a year. Oh, okay. Well, but like, nice. but like when you compare it to what the actual coach is making, it's so much less. Oh yeah. yeah. But still, yeah. you pay me thirty or forty thousand dollars a year. I'll go do that. I'll sit Especially there in Alabama, because you get a ring for it. Yeah. Can you imagine just being a quality control guy, forty thousand, and you just get every ring that they win? I might not ever leave. No, I wouldn't. And you never buy clothes again. They give you all this yeah. Alabama. Never buy clothes again. That I would just love weddings in an Alabama sweatsuit. And wear all your rings. You'd be like, fuck you guys. Look at what I got. Yeah. Your ring is not as cool as my <laughs> yeah, rings. Worth of rings. Yeah. That wedding ring does not match these ones right here. No. All right. Are we going to talk Notre Dame now? Sure. We're an hour and 27 minutes into this thing, and 55 minutes was Illinois, and Brad, yeah. Brad we need a confession. Actually, 30 minutes was Hot Topics. Hot Topics, 30 minutes Illinois. Yeah. Then me coming out as an Illinois believer. See, Brad, I wanted to say this last thing. I was like you once. I wanted to jump right back on there, but this year I'm just kind of done. <laughs> I, I look for the spark, like where it's supposed to be, right? So you got Lou Hernandez, which don't get me wrong, he does a great job building big teams in the weight room. But Matter Bebe is slower. He's bigger, he's stronger, but he isn't as explosive. I don't think either that or we don't have a guy who can get him the ball. I don't know. But we look slower. Like we legit look slower. Yeah, we look like a very slow football team. Yeah, and so that um, that right there, like that eliminates the promise for me. Because if you're not doing the right things, getting off the field and getting speed, you're not going to have the explosiveness to score points. Oh, hey, hey, see, we're getting the tour. We're getting welcome to my this part of the podcast. Welcome to my crib. Yes, check out a little piss spot. <laughs> you don't see that shit on Pat McAfee. <laughs> she was doing so good, and then I, you get like half a second. Hey, by the way, check it out. Look at that the Illini flag in the background. I see that. Yeah. Is Lovey Smith over there right now? Are you getting paid to talk good about? <laughs> hey, yeah. send some of that this way. I got to promote this. Send some of that. My if he starts paying me, I'll start talking good. We'll we'll get some things going. Yeah, until we get some sponsorship. Bang yeah. energy. White brought her outside. She already pissed. <laughs> that's the right sit- thing to do. That's just sitting there. Lazy ass. Okay, you talk Notre Dame while I'm outside. So this was their trap game, wasn't it? I think this was going to be their trap game. You just beat Clemson. Me and Nathan, I think Nathan texted it. Like they look like Boston College, looked like they wanted to win. That quarterback for Boston College was pissed because he had to leave Notre Dame. He took it personal. Yep. I forgot how big. I knew Clemson's 
tight ends were big against Clemson. Look how much taller they were than Boston College when they threw the ball up. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And what was the score I had it up? Uh, well, and 45 to 31. 45 31. So they won. Yeah. So, Brad, you missed well, the game. I was going to wear the shirt Boston today. College. Brad wasn't here last week when I had my Notre Dame shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's a reason I was. <laughs> So that's my thing is, is well, and when I said like Boston College is shooting their shot, they had just recovered that onside kick. And I was like, they're playing the freaking win. Like they're getting after it. Um, and good for them. Not just sitting there and just taking an ass whooping. They were trying to deal it. And I, and I like yeah. that. It just stinks because like you see teams do that and they like give it their all and then they just get overpowered. Yeah. Yeah, because like, actually they 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 won the second half by a point. It was the second quarter that they lost. Yeah, which I don't know. Well, then Ian Book threw three touchdown passes and rushed for a touchdown, so he had four touchdowns on his own. Yeah, like in the first quarter, it looked like I—I th I thought it was it. I was like, Notre Dame looks tired all of a sudden. Like they just don't look like they're ready to be there. I'm like, you just played Clemson, I understand. And then all of a sudden, I think they realize like, oh, we we if we lose, we have no shot. So we have to win now. Like we have to win convincingly. Yeah. yeah. And they had 200 more yards than Boston College. Holy Moses. Like, their offense all of a sudden looks competent. Yeah, Brad, ever since you and I had that show and we said we were done, they played Louisville and they mm -hmm. ran the same play 45 times in the same formation 45 times. I think they heard us. They said, that stupid guy up in Naperville doesn't know what he's talking about. That guy down in Southern Illinois doesn't know what he's talking about. Their only fan is now a co-host. They know I nothing. Yeah. And I think they, it's – They opened it up. Yeah, they finally like you see the full offense. Like, yeah, because they had late. they had two hundred eighty three pass yards and two hundred seventy four rush yards. Okay, so we're talking about how big they are. Are they? Do they have the size and the speed to stop Alabama at this point? No. Their offense is big. Notre Dame's offensive line is huge. Their tight ends are huge. So offensively, I think they could give some teams trouble because they're going to do what they want. Not do what they want, but they're going to look at you and say, that's what they did against Clemson. Like, we have to run the ball, and we don't have to score quick. We don't have to get – me and Nathan talked about Clemson. Yeah. They scored on the very first play of overtime. Notre Dame said, we are going to take as long as we want to score because that's what we can do. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to do our thing. And then – they score. Notre Dame gets the ball back, scores again. What Clemson do? They try to take a get cute and try to take a shot to score in one play and they get sacked. Let's run really quick. Like that's where they screwed up. Yeah. This year, for once in Kelly's life, because I'm not a fan of Kelly, once in his life, they're making good coaching decisions. So I don't yeah. think I think offensively, they're not going to beat Alabama, but I think they could do some things against Alabama because they have a big team. It's their it's Notre Dame's defense. 
they're a bend, don't break, and against Alabama, they would break. Because Notre Dame keeps everything in front of them. They don't want to get beat deep. They want to keep everything in front, and that's how they beat Clemson. They said, we're going to make, get you in front of us, take a long time to score. Yeah. So against Alabama, that's what they would do. They would try to keep them in front and say, this is what we're going to do, but then Alabama's going to score. They're, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Clemson was missing four defensive starters when they played Notre Dame as well. And I think most of their linebackers were like true freshmen. So Alabama is going to have the size and the speed to keep up with those guys. If not, you know, you're telling me Moses can't cover one of their tight ends and just neutralize him because that kid's playing out of his mind. I don't, I don't know if – no, like, to beat an Alabama, I feel like you've got to have some home run threats and, you know, you can have the greatest tight ends in the world, but they're not going to outrun anybody. And Alabama is so – that dude, they're freaking fast. And they're, and they're going to be fast and more powerful when they get to the national championship game. That's the other thing. Like, their, their strength guy last week posted – another week of the entire team getting faster and more powerful. They're doing this like in season. And so the Alabama you see in a month is going to be way better than the Alabama you're seeing now, as far as athleticism. And that's scary. Just, it's like endless. It's this endless thing. I don't know. But I think, but I think Saban is – really working with that staff to make sure that those kids are rested. Because if you think about it, how many of their guys get like hurt throughout the year and then they got to play with injuries or with little dings in like the national championship game. And I think that's why he got rid of that old strength and conditioning coach. It's because they always had a few guys out with ACLs and all other kinds of things. These guys were here to make them a Ferrari that runs all the time. Yeah. And they are now. Yeah. Like, and you're right, because I remember several years ago, like, Alabama had that string of, like, great linebackers who were getting injured consistently. And now their guys just seem to stay healthy. Because they're rested. Yeah. it's So, like, it would throw a lot of people off, but it's, you know, the grind. No, there's no grind. We're going to get in here. And we are going to basically add high-performance parts to our engine. And then we're going to go rest for 48 hours. Yep. (laughs) Which is smart. Like, you think about these guys at 18 to 22 years old, making them play 14 games in the SEC. Like, be efficient with your practices. That way, you know, you're not wearing them down for games. Yep. And – you know, it's hard to improve performance in season. And they're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a whole different thing. Like, you not only have to recover from your workouts, but then you have a game where you literally, it's like being in a car accident. You know. Yeah. Impressive. I don't know. I don't think it stinks because this season has been a lot of fun, but I don't think anyone's going to beat Alabama. The only one that looks like they're going to compete with them is Clemson. When they're at full power, they've got yeah. size, they have speed. And yeah. if Old Miss can do all that to Alabama, 
what do you think Clemson is going to do? Yeah, true. But but then, like yeah. Nathan said, Alabama's going to be even better when they go play Clemson. And they'll be fully healthy. And they'll be healthy. Yeah. And then you've got a Clemson team that's going to have to play out Notre Dame again. And Notre Dame's going to do what they did and pound them into submission. Like, we're going to run the ball at you with our four tight ends and our six, five, 300 pound linemen. And Alabama's going to be healthy. Yeah. And I, and I think that is, I think that that's something, dude. You'd rather be 100% healthy and 80% in shape than the other way around. I get that for sure. I, I don't know. I'm excited to see who finishes the season strong. I think there will be a couple of these teams that are contenders at this point that are going to fall off, especially the teams that have never done it before. Right. Like, And I think Notre Dame's one of those teams. Well – I was getting ready to say, we got off the topic of Notre Dame, but I'm looking at their schedule. Right. They have this week off, which they need. They're not playing. Yeah. Their next game is against uh, North Carolina. And that'll be a good game. Mac that, Jones will have them ready to play. At North, yeah. Car- at North Carolina, mind you. And you want to talk about big receivers. Like, North Carolina has some guys that look like their basketball teams out there. Right. Well, what's impressive about Notre Dame is their good receivers are tight ends. But they, they're like Hernandez. They're like they run like wide receivers, and that's yes. what's great about Notre Dame is that number eleven. I cannot remember his name. He looks lengthy, but he can block people like no other. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> Brad is hunting for his dog. That dog is probably gone. He keeps on like looking over his shoulder. I'm wondering if we got to go down there and take care of somebody. Like you know. <laughs> Are there some Indiana fans down there now? <laughs> Did you piss off some no, Indiana fans? Oh, my, my pup was out wandering around over here. I was getting a little worried. Ah! Watch out, ah. she'll pee on you. Ah, no, she's all, she's all empty at this point. <laughs> you think that? Empty tank. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You're in southern Illinois. It's blue sky. Up here, it looks like a monsoon. And in the middle, it's cloudy and really, really windy. Like, really windy. We had some snow uh, yeah, we've, we've got the wind down here really bad. It's like 50 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. The trees ain't moving that much. Like, I'm looking outside, and our trees are, like, bowing. Oh, Really? Yeah. That's what's happening here. I keep looking out there. I'm like, oh, it's going to fall in our apartment building. Good thing we're on the <laughs> bottom floor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I cut that tree down a couple weeks ago. Probably <laughs> Doing man things. Yeah, you know it. I spend most of my weekends down here in my bib overalls, running a chainsaw. <laughs> Is that why you didn't join our show? <laughs> no. I did take a picture of it the other day. I sent it to some people. I was like, I was sitting there just covered head to toe in like dirt and sawdust with a chainsaw. And I was like, what part of this says like master degree educated dietitian? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You're supposed to be paying people to do that. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I don't make that much money. (laughs) Ricky's the pharmacist. She makes the money. I Uh, I just yell at people to eat their vegetables. 
Do they want to sponsor the podcast? We'll take some money and they can we'll get some pharmacy going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just uh, sponsored by every boner pill on the market. Yes. This show is brought to you by Viagra. If you have a hard time listening to us, you want to talk about hard-ons, we can talk about... Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you have an erection for longer than four hours, please consult your physician. <laughs> now we can talk about Illinois. Yeah. Um, okay, so who are we watching next week? So I wrote down some, and you let me know. Well, Illinois plays Nebraska, unfortunately. Then I wrote wrote down Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but it's at the same time as Indiana and Ohio State. Oh. Well, that's where the computer comes into play. TV and computer. Yeah, I might DVR the Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina and watch it because I don't even see Oregon SMU. I wrote down Old Miss plays Texas A&M. That will be a good one. Oh, Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern. And Wisconsin and Northwestern. And then I think, let me look. You've got Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, they play each other. Yeah. Ooh, that would be a good game. Yep. So is that six freaking games? You guys are killing me with. Oh, well, I'm going to watch three of them because I will not turn off from yeah. the uh, Indiana-Ohio State game. Like, that's that's one I will watch in. It's so if we're picking three – Let's just pick three time frames in here, and we'll pick games from those. Well, we so look. the early game, Is unless that- it gets flexed, it could get flexed. Because, I mean, you don't want a battle of undefeateds in a top 10 matchup to be an 11 o'clock game. Like, well, then, I don't feel like that happens. And then what if this happens? What if Ohio State just puts it on Indiana in the first quarter or first half? Well, then I guess I got to watch my DVR Coastal Carolina. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah. I'm, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. So, Indiana, Ohio State. Uh, Old Miss uh, plays Texas A&M at 2.30. There yeah, that would be a good one. Well, and then you have Wisconsin and, and Northwestern play at 2.30 as well. So which one's more interesting? Yeah, I think I would, I'd probably rather watch that Wisconsin-Northwestern game. Well, see, so you guys need some technology. I split screen. I have one game on one side of my computer, another one on the other. I steal my parents' Xfinity login, so I'm able to do things. I'm not. <laughs> That's just too much for me, man. And then and – because, then, like, I feel like – because I was, like, bouncing back and forth this week between – I can't even remember what games it was. Illinois game and whoever was playing in their time slot. I can't remember. And it was, like, hard time paying attention, but I still knew that Illinois was trash, so I wasn't really watching Illinois for the quality of the game. I was just going to see if they were going to win. Yeah. That's what I did, too. I was like, oh, look, they're still running their quarterback for the 28th time. I'm surprised he doesn't have a concussion. 
Which, by the way, by the way, did you know that Nathan Shieldhouse is not in the top 10 for rushing yards in a game by quarterbacks at U of I? Because they did more play action RPO stuff with him. They didn't kill him. But I thought he would have had more than what he did. Yeah. Yeah, he's not no. at all. No, he is not in the top 10 for like rushing yards in a game. Because who did he Yeah. You had Juice, you had the Isaiah Williams, and then you had like the AJ Bush on there like yeah. two or three times. That's who it was. Um, but he was not in the top ten. And I was like, it's really surprising considering he's the number one like leader in total yards at LMR. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I thought that that was interesting. So that was maybe that should have been a hot topic. But yeah. Um, so then the night game, are we going to watch Oklahoma State, Oklahoma? Yeah. That? That's going to be a million points. It's going to be fun. Is that at 630? Yes. Yes. I'm still going to then, I'm going to peek at that Appalachian State game. Late night, though, yeah. I'm going to watch well, the here. USC game. USC-Utah. <laughs> You're pulling an all-nighter. Utah Man, hasn't even played. I'm in quarantine. <laughs> this is going to be your best contributions to the cast this Absolutely. next week. I got nothing better to do. You're going to have names, uh, stats, and blood types of every player. You're going to – you're gonna. my screen's going to come up, and it's going to be like that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like, Pepe Sylvia. I got Pepe <laughs> Sylvia everywhere. Either that or you're just going to be like, let me take control of this, and you just share your screen. Now, here is my analytical <laughs> breakdown of why this happened. And you have all Nathan these will, uh, talk about how Illinois should not run the quarterback 40 times. Yes. <laughs> Do they play yeah. next week? They play uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh. What time is that game? Clark. There's something about that early 11 a.m. Illinois game that just sets the rest of your day up so nice. <laughs> it's just like nothing could go worse for me today. Well, and so here's the other thing that I think would be interesting. So Ohio State normally does not play early. So if they have to play Indiana – First thing in the morning, I think that helps Indiana. I think so, too, because they're a primetime team. Shoot, Illinois right. plays at 11. Shoot. Can't watch right. that one. <laughs> Got to watch the only uh, – well, there's actually two Big Ten games, Northwestern, Wisconsin, and then uh, Indiana and Ohio State. Yeah. That's the two big ones. Yeah. So who should take over Illinois' program? Okay, I have to get off of here because I have a very sick girlfriend with a deadly disease that is requiring food. Brad, Brad, you owe us from last time. Don't you be doing that. Hey, no, I'm talking saying, Illinois I'm quarterback. Saying, I'm saying, here, we're going to take that question, and that's going to be how we open Illinois sadness next week. I can live with that. Uh, okay. Yeah, that allows me to think a little bit. So who is like your – Who's your dream? Let's say you're like top three dream candidates for Illinois. Dream? Money's not an object? Oh, no, no. I mean, it has to be like realistic. 
Well, Urban Meyer's available. Yeah, but he's not coming to Illinois. <laughs> well, but that's you what I'm throw thirty million a year at him. <laughs> yeah, money that we don't have. Perfect. I mean, yeah, that's, how gonna, that's how the whole state of Illinois works. Yeah, we're gonna pay Urban Meyer, but my mother doesn't get her retirement. <laughs> yes. From the university. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, sure I, she love that trade-off. If you, if you think about it, our state passed a budget that was eight billion in the red. So, I mean, what the hell? You just write checks, cash them, and just keep what, running the what's whole. What's another? Yeah, you write the check and hope it doesn't bounce. Yeah. Yeah. What's another ninety million dollars add on to that for three years of Urban Meyer's time? Fuck it. Yeah. And Urban Meyer, and this is also in the contract. Urban Meyer has to find a disciple to leave the program to after his three years for eight million yeah. a year. Yeah, <laughs> slightly less. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I got to get off here. All right. Well, anybody, Jacob McLaughlin watched the entire time. I think so. We got to give a yeah. shout out. Jacob, thank you for your service. Yes. And anybody that. Uh, now, guys, before we get off, people do watch this afterwards. I come back later on, and there's like 20 watches here in like two hours. People watch it later. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Okay. I just Good do this know. live so I don't have to upload it you later. You don't know what's going to happen, though. I'm telling you, Brad, ours is going to, uh, like, because that's a big topic right now. People are all over the sports performance and, like, nutrition thing. So, if we can, we will put Steve through the roof. He'll be sponsored by, like, some protein organic drink. When we're done. Uh, maybe they might not like what I have to say about a lot of those. Don't you mess but, with uh, my don't mess with my sponsorships, Brad. Don't you dare ruin this for me. I mean, I could get you sponsored from the Dairy Council. Can you, can you get Prairie Farms to, to sponsor this? Well, that's part of it. Like Prairie Farms pays the Dairy Council a lot of money to market, and my dad delivers their produce, so we can get this going. I know yeah. some dirt. Like I know what goes on. <laughs> Come on now. I know what's going on behind the scenes. All right. Uh, well. Yeah. So, guys, yeah. I'm going to get those these two guys on another podcast for this four-hour topic we'll talk about later. They'll teach me some things. I won't do what Brad tells me to be skinny, but I'm going to learn some things. I may not do it, but I'll learn it. Uh, so thanks for listening. Stay safe. Wear your freaking mask so we can go back to normal. And we'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.